Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. I just got back yesterday from my 10-day Vipassana silent meditation retreat and I'm really excited to share with you my experience and the learnings and the struggles and the challenges that I experienced in this journey and also who I am on the other side of the 10 days. So tune into this week's episode and hear what I learned from my Vipassana 10-day silent meditation retreat. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. And I am back from my experience of a 10-day silent retreat up in the Clare Valley uh, called Vipassana, Vipassana Retreat. And if you haven't heard of that before, it is a experience where you completely surrender to a schedule of 10 hours a day of meditation and surrender to all forms of speaking, communicating, and are catered for. So you're given food and uh, you're given, obviously, accommodation, very simple, humble accommodation. But it's basically an opportunity to kind of live like a monk or a nun, where you've got no other duties besides your meditation and your spiritual practice. And wow, <laughs> I know I've had a few people ask me, recently in the last day since I've returned, you know, how was it? And I always just have found that I've just taken a really big deep breath because it's really difficult to sum up that experience in just a few words. And even in recording this podcast, I want to pre-frame that it is just the tip of the iceberg. It is just a glimpse of the journey and the experience that I had. And for a couple of reasons, you know, the first is I don't want to share too much because if it's something that you want to experience, I wouldn't want to influence your experience. And I think everyone has their own individual experience on this kind of thing. Uh, but the other thing is there's just obviously way too much. There was such long days and, you know, my experience of time was just completely expanded because of such presence and, you know, what an experience to not have any communication with the outside world, to have no phone, no social media, no input. It was really, you know, just output uh, from my mind for that, that 10 days. And so as an NLP trainer, one of the things that I had to agree to was not to use any of my tools or techniques and fully surrender to the technique and the process. And I did. I went in with that full intention. And, you know, I came away with, you know, right now as I'm speaking, I definitely feel different. You know, I feel like, gosh, I didn't even realize how many layers of tension and kind of tightness I had 
stored in my physical body. And, you know, I've done a lot of mental, emotional work and even hypnotherapy, and that's been amazing. But really, I've never had 10 days where I've just been completely silent and been able to meditate. And so as I'm speaking today, I feel like I am probably one of the most calm and yet focused versions of myself that I have witnessed and that I've experienced at this point in my journey so far. But, um, you know, it was definitely challenging at times. And so, you know, during the 10 days, every day you're sort of learning a different depth to the Vipassana meditation technique, which is a very much um, sensation-based technique where you're observing sensations in the body in, present mo- in the present moment. And it's really about witnessing the present truth. And that is what is arising in the body in the present moment. And also noticing the changes that are occurring in the body moment to moment as well as a metaphor for change of life and that everything is always changing, including sensations in the body, you know, whether it's a heartbeat or a, uh, you know, a feeling of pain or tightness or tension somewhere, you know, as you focus with your sensations, it's possible to really recognize how much those change from moment to moment. Nothing stays the same, not even pain. And so, you know, gosh, it was definitely challenging and there were some highs and lows. I would say the first sort of four days were the most challenging as I adjusted to the routine. But also the first three days basically were just focusing on the sensation of your breath around your nose. So the first day was just focusing on your breath at your nostrils. Then the second day was like focusing on a space around your nose. And then the third day was focusing on a more concentrated space beneath your nostrils. And so, you know, the instruction was not to use any other form of meditations like visualization or counting or anything. And so, oh my gosh, does your mind wander? (laughs) Like my mind was just wandering and it was just this constant practice of bringing my attention and awareness back to the sensation of my nostrils. And then, you know, as the course went on, we started actually learning the full Vipassana technique, which is a full body scan and becoming aware of body sensations in every single part of the body. And so, you know, gosh, it was really challenging. And I definitely had a lot of personal things that I overcame, like, you know, feelings of restlessness and feelings of impatience and feelings of distraction and feelings of agitation of, you know, gosh, another two hour sitting of meditation. You know, I just can't be bothered doing any more meditation. (laughs) You know, it was a lot. We started the day, uh, my alarm would go off at 4am and we would do a sitting from 4.30 to 6.30 then I would have breakfast and then we'd have a sitting from eight until 11. Then we would have lunch and then we would have meditation from one o'clock till five o'clock. Then we would have like light tea, like a piece of fruit for dinner. And then we would have meditation from six to seven, an hour of information from seven to eight and then more meditation wrapping up about nine, nine thirty. So, you know, about 10 hours of meditation a day at least. Uh, and it wasn't always easy. You know, you think just sitting would be really easy. Uh, And so as it sort of went on, obviously, there were some days where it was a lot easier than others. And um, and the sort of the three things that I really took away from it were, well, first of all, I've taken away this real deep feeling of presence, this real awareness that, you know, a lot of people, we live our lives from the outside world in taking in the external world and that then impacts and influences our internal world. And I feel like now I'm more aware of living from the inside out 
So my consciousness and my presence and my awareness is a lot more embodied and I'm looking outward at things from my level of like witnessing what's happening and having a lot less reaction Uh, because so many of the days, you know, I was feeling restless and I had to just say to myself, okay, I'm observing the sensation of feeling restless at this moment. And then it would pass and have something else come up. And so that's kind of become ingrained now as a strategy of life of, oh, I'm observing this happening outside of me. Okay. No reaction, you know, staying, staying balanced and equanimous about it all. And so You know, the other thing that was uh, really beautiful about the teachings was that the sort of understanding from the teachings of Buddha is that we have one of the real reasons we have so much misery in our lives is because of either aversions, so things we don't want, or cravings, things that we do want. And we have this constant head chatter, which is about cravings, things we want and desire and don't have and therefore feel lack. And then aversions, things we don't want or don't like and we're trying to avoid. And so there's this constant dance of, oh, I want that. I don't want this. I want that. I don't want that. And that causes misery, according to Buddha. And so the whole practice of Vipassana was really to help overcome those those energies of aversion and craving that just continually go on and on. And, you know, once you get the next thing, you want the next thing. Or once you get rid of the next thing, you find something else that's wrong. You know, that pattern can stop and you can just be aware of this this real reality that we live in, which is constant change. And that everything is always changing. And just to be present with that and be kind of, you know, nonchalant about it, no matter what is happening outside, feeling like within yourself, you're still centered. And so, you know, even when you're sitting on the meditation mat and you've got a scratch on an itch on your leg, it's, oh, I'm becoming aware that the leg is itchy and not scratching it. And so, you know, it was really, really interesting. Definitely, oh, you know, a really challenging journey. And I guess when, why I say it's challenging is I really like to just do what I like to do and I don't really like to be told what to do. And I think that comes in handy when you're a business owner and you've got your own ideas and you can kind of make your own decisions and move forward in the ways that you want. And I'm very fortunate in that in my life, I get to do what I want to do a lot of the time. And so having 10 days where I felt like almost this, this rebellious child of, ah, I don't tell me what to do. (laughs) What do I have to do? But you know, that gave up after a couple of days and I did just surrender to the schedule. And once that happened, it was a lot more enjoyable. And I really found so much comfort in the, in the routine and in the schedule such that like the last couple of days of being home, I've been doing two hours of meditation a day. So an hour in the morning when I wake up at 6am and then an hour in the afternoons from about four or five o'clock in the afternoon when I finish my work. And I feel like now my set point and my capacity for meditation is so much deeper than it was before I went to Vipassana. I could do kind of like a a Trataka, a focus meditation or a mantra meditation for maybe 15 minutes, but that would be about all I would do in a sitting is about 15 minutes. That's enough. And now an hour feels like that's a little bit of a rush. <laughs> it feels like it's almost not enough because I've been so used to like 10 hours a day. So it's, uh, it's really, it was a really interesting journey. Uh, you know, obviously there are there's some elements of it that were very, uh, there was a lot of, you know, ideals and principles and things like that. And I think you kind of just have to surrender to the whole experience. And I wouldn't say that I necessarily agree with 
all of the ideals and everything in that I can understand them and why they've been introduced for you know and taught for for, for a very long time uh, but I think the technique is really powerful and I really enjoyed the fact that I was just kind of forced to be with myself for 10 days and it really was a gift in my podcast a couple of weeks ago before I left I thought you know well, what a gift to have 10 days with myself and I have to say the present was so worth it it was so worth it and I had uh, you know a lot of really amazing realizations personally and I am am noticing and witnessing myself responding to things and responding to life a lot more gently than I may have in the past and so my you know commitment is to continue my meditation practice and keep that up and I really did just want to share it with you as much as I could without influencing too much of if it were an experience you wanted to have Uh, the most I'd ever done before was one day of silence and that's always been really profound and so to have 10 days was just really cool I was kind of inspired there were other people at the course that have done it before there was one lady I met that has done five Vipassanas now and she says it's just so worth it and every time it gets easier and she gets more from it and uh, I think that's a really a really inspiring message as well that you know imagine taking 10 days out of life every, once a year and deep diving and, and giving yourself that time and presence so If it's something that you're interested in exploring, there are Vipassana centers all over the world and you can look up the website. I'll put the link on the show notes so you can find that. And generally they do book out. So you need to apply a couple of months in advance. And if you've got any questions, you can definitely reach out. But I would say if there's any part of you that feels like you want to do it, you may as well just give yourself the experience. You're going to live for tens of thousands of days. Why not just have 10 days pause on life and and see what's there and see what bubbles up for you from my perspective I think my personal development and my self-awareness definitely supported me to go pretty deep with the the technique and I I did shift some pretty deep-seated things that I didn't even know were still there and that was really cool for me Uh, but I think if someone hadn't done much personal development before doing it they would go to the depth that they are ready for and comfortable with as well so the one thing that I will say is that I did respect the fact that the teachings really encouraged the notion that nobody can save you but you and one of the things I witnessed during the 10 days was probably a bit of a lack of support in terms of there was no like guidance counselor or no one that you could kind of go to if there were major emotional things coming up there was a manager who kind of managed if there was something wrong with your room or the food or your bedding or sitting arrangements and then there was the meditation teacher who was playing all of the discourses and meditations and you could ask her questions at lunchtime for five minutes or after nine o'clock for five minutes that's it so the rest of the time you're just with yourself and with whatever's coming up but you're getting these suggestions that no matter what comes up it's always going to change the word that they used a lot of times was anicca anicca which which really means change and the constant change that we have in our experience of reality and so i guess you know whatever did come up 
you could, and I don't know what other people were thinking, but I just always reminded myself of that word of anicca, of change. It's it's going to change. Whatever is coming up, this is perfect, and it's coming up because it needs to. And obviously, you know, although I didn't use NLP techniques, my skills in like reframing and self-awareness and noticing things, and I think that did really help me to have quite a quite a profound journey that yes at times I wanted to go home at times I think it was about day three or four I thought to myself everyone here is crazy why are we all doing this it just seemed so weird and I thought to myself why am I doing this I could be home right now with all my comforts with my beautiful partner and my pets and going to the beach like why am I putting myself through this and because it was really you know challenging and triggering a lot of the freedom that I that I love and I desire so much but forcing myself to go into an uncomfortable situation there were so many gems that came out of it and I think I'm still discovering those gems and what those things are as I live day to day so it's really cool it's really cool so I did want to share a little bit about what my experience was like with 10 days of silence uh, I did I did break my silence accidentally uh, <laughs> I was going for a walk one day there was about a 400 meter walking track and I was going for a walk and I just had all of this like overwhelming rush of endorphins and as I turned the corner going for this walk the beautiful woman that I had driven up with and we'd had this real heart opening conversation on the way up. We'd just met and we had like a two hour chat on the way up to Claire. And so it felt like we just started making friends and then I hadn't been able to talk to her for like three days. As I turned the corner, she turned the corner and looked at me and I just blurted out, I love you. <laughs> like just my heart was just so open at that stage. And I was feeling all this love for myself that like she came into my presence and it just came out. And then I was like, oh, oops, <laughs> broke the silence. But I can't to figure if there's going to be one sentence that you say that breaks silence that's kind of like one of the most loving pure things you could possibly say to a fellow human so she laughed about it and when we did break silence on the last day we had a good chuckle about it and she thought it was really sweet so you know that's I think you know it was it was a really it was a really cool experience and uh, for me I'm just really grateful now that my meditation practice is, has deepened and my connection to myself and my feelings and my sensations and my body are so much richer and I feel like my relationship with myself is a lot deeper now and I said to Paul earlier today like I was feeling a little bit tired in the afternoon and I said oh, I'm just gonna go and do my my afternoon like evening meditation and I said I feel hungry for my own connection I feel like I'm I'm hungry for my own, for meditation, I have, and my own connection. And then, you know, I went and I meditated for an hour and I just felt so topped up and I felt so full and I felt like I, you know, had all this energy after that. So it was, it was really nice and it's beautiful to know that I've got that well now within myself that I can tap into as a resource versus maybe in the past just like any of us I would have reached to external things oh, I'll go and make a cup of tea or I'll have a little bit of chocolate or I'll go and you know go for a walk or something like that whereas now I know that I can just come into stillness and I can connect to myself and I can feel uh, so much more full 
as a result of that. So it was really cool. So look, if it's something you're interested in, I definitely recommend it. I would definitely say there are things about it that I thought were a little bit weird. There were things that I didn't necessarily always agree with, but I think the whole thing is, you know, it's going to trigger things in people no matter what. So there will be things that you probably get triggered by, but overall, if you can stick it out, I would recommend. I would also recommend uh, drive up with someone else so that you can't leave early as well. <laughs> you know, make sure that you do the whole 10 days because a few people did leave early and, you know, it's quite common for people to leave early and not stick it out the whole 10 days because things do come up and it can be confronting for people and there can be that thought process of like, why am I doing this? So that would be my suggestion. And yeah, go in open-minded and know that on the other side of it, you will, uh, I, I would be surprised if anyone didn't feel more, more calm, more connected and and more embodied and present with themselves so that is my wrap up of my vipassana journey ah <sighs> it was really cool to share that with you and i hope that was insightful and you took away some things and the yeah the, the week ahead that we have paul and i we're starting our business immersion this friday saturday we have an annual business intake where we take coaches through our lab business program and it's a mentorship for coaches who want to really take their businesses to the next level so we've got that happening on friday and saturday and then it's beautiful because i'm home for about a month before i head across to perth for my nlp practitioner training in may so i'm really excited for that and I've also got some fun things happening. I'm going away for a few days down to Aldinga Beach. I've got a holiday house that I've rented and I've got a few of the members of my Birth Your Book program coming for a two nights to do some writing. We just all felt like we wanted to get away and create some space to write. So I've rented a holiday house and they're coming for a few days. And then over the weekend, my family and Paul are going to come and stay at the holiday house because it's my birthday. So I'm really looking forward to that and just, yeah, feeling really blessed for my life. And I definitely have 10 times, 100 times deeper gratitude and appreciation for my life, for my opportunities, for like my, my beautiful partner, for, for everything. Actually, I have so much more appreciation, uh, so much appreciation and, and presence to the fact that, you know, this life won't last forever. And so I do want to make the absolute most of it and be present with it as much as I possibly can. So sending you all a big hug. I'm sending you so much love and respect for wherever you are on your journey of relaunching your life. And as always, if you've got any questions or you feel like someone would be interested in learning a bit more about Vipassana or this podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you loved this episode, I would love if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes so that more people can find out about Relaunch My Life Radio. Sending you so much love. Have a beautiful day ahead. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.